Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Josh Adams Podcast to hear the jokes and thoughts of Josh Adams. Follow Josh Adams on Instagram at I'm Josh Adams. I'm just being charismatic. There you said this, it, man. That's how you want. No, no doubt. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No doubt. Yeah, you know I ain't saying? Joke. But, 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 but real talk, Mike Larry wasn't even thought of because he was a fag-ass nigga trying to get out of a fuck-up marriage. And they anyway, can't take that out, bro. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Um, and that, that shit weird because these niggas done broke a TV before fighting. Y'all yeah. don't have to fuck this studio yeah. up, bro. This, oh, this that's my nigga. We twins. Just tell the story, nigga. But anyway. <laughs> This nigga motherfucking mailman came in that bitch. I think he did six twirls and came on stage and murdered that bitch. This nigga JD did exactly what I thought he would do. He told the whole told story. The story. <laughs> All right, thanks, mailman. Thanks for coming out, man. He said he told the whole story. Yeah, yeah. the nigga went here. He was setting him up, but told the story in its entirety. Yeah, he had to go. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. But before I get out of here, I want to say this, man. I want to say this. Um... <clears throat> My boy Kool-Aid, man, he was a peacemaker. Yeah. You know, yeah. when people, if somebody rubbed him the wrong way, man, you know, he was the one to, to squash the shit. Like, you know, he didn't give a fuck. He just say, hey, if you feel that way about me, I don't feel that way about you. But if you feel that way about me, just stay away from me and I won't come around you. But every time he see you, he give you the opportunity to speak or whatever. But if you just don't speak, he don't have a problem with it. But he was a peacemaker, a very pastel dude, man. And, um... You know, man, my brother gonna be um, um, missed yep. like yes. big time. You know, yeah. you know, I miss that Hold brother right now. Hey, man, man stop talking, like, Martini, because I don't feel like crying. Hey, nah, I gotta yeah. wait. I'm awake. No, no, I'm, nah, wait, nah, I'm hey, man, we strong, dog. That's what he taught yeah, me, man, I, to be I, strong. To be. Shani, and, and I'm gonna share brother. this right here, man. And this is what I gave my dog Kool Aid um, when he was down one day, and I told him my secret, my my meaning, my meaning of success. And I wrote that dude a poem, man, and I said, success is success is um, time, time is patience. Patience is faith. Faith is believing, believing is knowing, and knowing is a blessing because a blessing is success. Hmm. And he went and got this club called Cafe Mahogany, and I still got the flyer. Damn. Yeah. yeah All right, that. man, I appreciate y'all coming out, man, and kicking it. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Get this on. Love oh, y'all, yeah. man. Love you too, bro. Story, All right. Man. Hey, man, when you pull out, because I think I'm behind you, just keep straight, because it's like you can pull out behind in the back. Okay. Yeah. All right, back. That's right. It's crazy. I'm already right. call you today, but you called. I'll buy him block him until then. Where you work at? I came in through the back way. Uh, yeah, yeah, bathroom right Josh. there. Josh. All right, team. Thank you, man. man I love you, man. You. Love you too, brother. So, oh, yeah, come on. Let's get seated. Let's get seated. We still get in touch with everything, man. Let me know if my truck's still out there. He said, let me know if my truck's still out
you know, uh, you the newest of everybody yeah, kind of yeah. knowing Kool Aid. So it's like, what was like a moment you would be like, nigga, this was my Kool Aid moment. Probably like the the first time I went to Baker's. The first time I went to Baker's, it was I met Kool Aid at your show that you did at the that uh, apartment complex. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And I met him. And he like first day meeting him. You know, he went kill the stage. I was like, yeah, man, I'm a new comedian. He's like, come down to Baker's. I'm like, all right. At the time, I was breathing hard as hell in the mic. That's one of them big niggas. No, I was watching, looking at him. I'm like, who is that? Yeah, somebody breathing <laughs> in the mic. Like, so just back up a little bit. He ain't talking. This is you, bro. But go ahead. Well, uh, niggas, man. At, at the time, I, I was only doing like white rooms because I live in Nova, so I was in just doing basically laugh tracks and stuff further west. So that was the first like urban room that I did. I went in there thinking I was about to do like, do them like I, I do all the, the other shows, like all the white people shows. And um, like I came in there, you I came in there, I saw you, you vouched for me to let me get on at Baker's. At Baker's, and uh, Kool Aid was like, so this this your audition to be on the Motown Laugh King. It's hard to say that fuck shit, bro. Yeah, that's what he said. So I went up there, and did, he put me up first, like the very first person, and did terrible because mm-hmm. like, I just knew all my stuff. I came down, and he was like, "Well, Josh, he tried." I was like, "Dang." So what was but, that? I mean, after that, because you got to, you know, I mean, did he put you up like again, like probably another like a month? Yeah, every time I went up there, he always put me up first. Well, and that's I, what they were gonna do. Yeah, but you know, it was like you know how they was just saying. I, I was just thinking about it, how they were saying that everybody, you know, they used to put the new comedians up after everybody. Oh yeah, they you get us out the way. Now nah, they like, oh yeah, first. he put me up first, and then one day I asked him, I was like, man, you know. When 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 you gonna put me up on a spot where you know I don't have to warm the crowd or you know I can get a get a, a decent crowd? He's like, if you can do it when it's cold, you can kill them when they hot. But if you going at the Kool Aid at his show, it ain't gonna be cold it's, at all. Yeah, it yeah. was no, I wasn't cold. It wasn't cold, yeah, yeah. but it was like you know, the first nigga other than Kool Aid for them to see. I love that shit. But though. do not. But this I, the thing. I embrace it now. At first, I, I it was like you know after he told me that. Yeah, I was like, okay, I don't care what what spot I go up. Like my my goal now, and it was really, really from him telling me that it was like my goal is to create a set where it's like I don't care who coming, who who come up, where they put me, whoever come up behind me gonna have a hard time following me. That that's like the goal now is to be like very hard to follow. Mm. And so that's why I've been like I've been I've been like freaking studying my set because I I try not to be like everybody else, but Kool Aid, you know. After he told me that, that's what really got me on that. You know, yeah. let me get, let me get where I want to be at. Cause, yeah, that that's that's basically it. Cause the only last time I talked to him was that time we went to that show, where uh, in Albion was it was it Albion? Yeah, where we got spun up there and them niggas and have yeah. our money. That was crazy. I remember yeah, that shit. Like that was the last time I did like a. a a show with that him. was that I show was... I did the video where nobody was there and it was like nigga they, they, yeah, they, yeah, they oh, rented yeah. out the whole high school nigga nobody came everybody was sitting outside the show nobody wanted to come yeah, in nobody came in everybody they gave us half our money they gave Kool Aid heads and shit it was a big waste of time JD yeah. what, what's your Kool Aid moment I ain't trying to talk to death but you know yeah. that's what I do okay um what's crazy is man Kool Aid has played a um significant part of my life in so many in so many levels. Um, even today it hit me and I literally had to go ahead and go through my little moment but uh, the most poignant moment was when we were in Lansing together I used to be on the radio in Lansing and he had a friend of his that was a friend of mine named Sean P DJ Okay. Kool-Aid comes up to uh, the radio station come get on my show 
And I went to the nigga and I was like, dog, you don't understand. We from Detroit. You know what I'm saying? I remember you from the Sting, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, just kind of like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, but nigga, I respect you so much because you was on the M1 video and I'm a basketball junkie. I said, nigga, how did you get on that motherfucker? You still so like, on the N one tapes? Yes. I if didn't you, know that. What? If you go, yes, go on the N one tape when N one came to Detroit, played at Hart Plaza. Earthquake was still alive. If you know who Earthquake mm-hmm. is, mm-hmm. Yeah. Mark Jackson's brother went to St. John's. Fat nigga, but will kill you and dunk, dunk on, on you. you. Yeah. Two hands. I said, nigga, you was on the N one video. I said, nigga, you the sweetest Detroit nigga to ever live. Because you talk shit to all them whole-ass N1 niggas on the tape. That nigga like, you saw that? You saw? I said, yeah, dog. I said, you and Bobo Lamb are my niggas. Because at this time, Bobo Lamb had won the Bacardi comedy yeah. contest and was in the Ebony magazine. Yeah. And Girl, so, Ebony? yeah. Damn. Yeah, nigga. Y'all, but y'all niggas need to know y'all history, though. Y'all some fuck niggas. Hey, okay. is, is Earthquake, is, is, was, he, was he the one with that dude Escalade, too? Yeah, yeah. it was... Oh. You know I'm, I'm sorry, not Earthquake. It's Escalade. I'm sorry, you're right. You're <laughs> <laughs> Hey, no, no, no. That's my nigga. He he get me together. That's that's some fag shit, but he got me together. And they said, was Earthquake with Escalade? It's Escalade. It was Escalade. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, I said the wrong name. It was Escalade. Oh, he had me fooled. I'm thinking but I said, but I did say Mark Jackson's brother, so you know who it was, who I was talking about. Okay. But yeah, um, we were sitting in the parking lot, man, and we kicked it for two hours, dog, and just ran through how we knew each other through life. This nigga. He fucked three of my cousins. Damn, cool, man. <laughs> yeah, he was good. This nigga fucked three of my Damn. cousins. He also, um, and I, I just realized this, we used to play on the same softball team together. My uncle, uh, uh, shout out to my, <laughs> my uncle, Willie Braggs, he used to have a Happy Jack softball team for all the urban kids, you know what I'm saying? You know, it was just a way for us to, you know, learn from men, have camaraderie, whatever. Kool Aid used to play on this team because mm-hmm. my cousins, Keith and uh, Keith and Kenny Braggs, they twins. They had a picture of them uh, that he put up on his Facebook. Man, with Kool Aid in the middle. I said, "How y'all niggas know this nigga?" They like nigga, he was on the softball team with us. Wow. I'm like, we need to bring that back. Hey, I was like, know. nigga, we was ten. <laughs> he was like, yeah, that nigga. You don't remember that nigga always cracking jokes? Da, 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 da. Wow. And I was like, hey, you gotta post no. that picture, bro. Yeah, you you said what? To. You gotta post that picture. Man. No, no, no. It's yeah. not. A, no, no. It's not a softball team picture. Oh. The picture it it was when they was grown. They was they was grown. You know, oh, Kenny. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And that's that's why I was like, how y'all know this? I said because I thought they grew up with with Kool Aid. Mm. And so Keith was like, no, 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 no. We was all on the team together. And I was like, hell no. So, like I said, like it's, it's so many of my people, man. I mean, that's just how big and small Detroit is. You know what I'm saying? How people just, you know, are interconnected. But, um, like I said, man, Kool-Aid, man, just he, the, the nigga's crazy. I, like I said, I remember when nigga worked at Burger King. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because he had the keloid. And I ain't going to lie. We used to talk about the nigga with the keloid behind the counter. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And just to see this nigga growth and, and the shit he did. And I'll never forget. The greatest moment for me as a uh, a lover of Detroit for life was when that nigga hosted Comic View and the Fox. And I watched Comic View 
vehemently. I know every season. Is that I know, the clip that's going around? He hosted that one? He host that was no, the No, he didn't host that one. No, he just performed on he that one. Performed. He had a set. Yeah, he never hosted. Well they, they brought him up. That's they what I'm about to say. The way he, yeah, he the came. way he came out and brought Detroit, like he made Detroit stand up and represent. And as far as I'm concerned, he hosted that bit. Cause he the energy he brought to that fucking comic view episode, nigga. Bananas, man. Was ban- was nigga, bananas. I was at the crib standing up like I was at the Fox, like, nigga, we the shit. <laughs> oh, you, oh, you, oh, you say you was watching that. Nigga, man. I was watching that shit on TV when it happened, dog, because I couldn't wait. They were talking about Comic View so, going to be broadcasted live from Detroit. They, they, they said Martini had went up first. Yeah. I mean, I feel you. Yeah, I'm mad. Tini left. I we didn't get to uh, ask that nigga about. Larry, what's uh, what's what you got a uh, moment? Kool Aid moment? Man, bro, I got I got a I got a couple of them. But one mm-hmm. that I remember specifically was um, being new, kind of new. We was at Blackberries. Remember, we used to go to Blackberries all the time and try and get stage time. And uh, I think it was me and Jay Alexander. We probably this was within that year, that first year doing comedy. And I remember Kool Aid and Mailman. them used to come down there and Blackberry. The comedian and Jay Alexander, as soon as they walk in, you know, they go over there and kick it with them. But I always be kind of standoffish because I ain't know them niggas. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so I'm like chilling, like, all right, well, this is my time to go up and go up. You know what I mean? Man, popcorn say, all right, bro, you you next. And then I'm going to bring Blackberry up. <clears throat> and then uh, then I'm going to bring the rest of the cats up. So popcorn go up there. And the Kool-Aid just having to walk in. Mm-hmm. And while the popcorn on stage, Kool-Aid like, Bring me up next. So them niggas like, oh, he was about to bring Kool-Aid up. Bring Kool-Aid up. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? I ain't know, you know what I'm saying? And niggas like, yeah, which one of y'all niggas next? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Blackberry's like, yeah, Mike Larry supposed to be going next. Yeah, I'm, I'm about to go next. I'm about to go next, nigga. Mm-hmm. That, man. Let that bitch up. Man, I'm talking about, bro. I, I wanted, to, I wanted to leave that time. Like, I said, just go on. Y'all niggas just keep going to the bathroom. Yeah. Keep, gotta go outside, act like he on the phone. Bro, where Larry at? That nigga left. He up mm-hmm. Grand River. Oh, that man. But knowing what I know now, it's an art to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's cool being who we are now at, at this many years, this level, that I know how to do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? I know the trick to that. Like being a new comic, it's impossible almost for you to do oh, that. Oh no, I ain't yeah. Because you you worried about yourself and do this joke, this joke, this joke. You gotta be able to be able to, you know what I'm saying, balance that. Like, you know, hit the crop, boom, hit the TV. Oh, look at that ceiling. Look at this, like scope mm. the room off and then, oh, look at my man in the front. Before you even hit the stage, I'm scoping out everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, look at the girl with that coat. All right, bet. So in my head, I'm gonna go up here and Damn, play around, real. do my jokes a little bit. And then it just so happened. Jesus himself make the girl in a funny looking coat stand yeah. up and say, well, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And now I got three jokes for already. This is what I've been waiting on. Professionalism. Man. It's just out there being battle tested, nigga. Battle yeah. tested, It's just man. like, nigga, whether it, because I mean, as much as we try to be like, you know, Detroit is like this, like that, niggas the same all over. Man. So it's going to work, what's going to work in Detroit, going to work in Cleveland, it's going to work in Nevada. It's gonna work, you know what I'm saying? Just about being it's, ready. Hey, and, and what's crazy too, bro? I remember it. He came down to Mandy's one time, man. Hey, that um, nigga tears outside. Somebody let that nigga in. Yeah. Uh, 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 All right, oh, cool. Cause you gotta go smoke a cigarette. But no, go ahead, Larry. My bad. He um, 
He came out of Mandy's one time. What you ain't supposed to be smoking? That's funny. No, he ain't supposed to be smoking. Oh, I didn't know nigga was a secret. It's queen. We we saying it over there. It's queen. Shout out. Shout out. Hey, no, but um, now the week prior, this was Mandy's was kind of on his last legs. You know what I'm saying? But it was still getting the crowd. And the week prior, uh, mailman came down there and was like, "Man, I ain't about to go back, man. This is yeah, man. He's had niggas like yeah. That. He was like, man, I'm through, man. He was like, Mike, man, I don't know. You need to do something with that room, man. So Kool Aid called me the following Monday, like, hey, uh, man, just going on tonight. I said, yeah. See, I'll be down there, nigga. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that nigga finally get down. And I look up. I see him coming through uh, through the door. That nigga was like, yeah, put me up. So uh, I looked, uh, that nigga went and told DJ, you know, they, they, they bring that Jeezy on. You know yeah, what yeah, yeah. What's Detroit? What up, though? And that nigga do his stuff. But that nigga, bro, it was some dykes in there, right? They, dykes had been heckling everybody all night, bro. And one dyke hey, Turn says, that mic towards him, right there. Like the way you got it twisted, turn it. No, 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 no. The part right here, because that's why I, I yeah, turn it. Oh, 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 oh. No, 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 no. Out that way. Bam. Now you should be. Yes. Oh man. Yeah, there you go. Boy, <laughs> testing one, two, three. No, nah, but check. um, yeah. So the dykes was like uh, saying something to him. Mm. That nigga said, "Yeah, you keep talking." That nigga said, "Uh, he said I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna hit you, and I'm gonna turn your whole life once I give you this dick." Man. Tell him awesome, you gonna come back in here like, oh, I just feel so relieved. Yeah, I done seen that nigga turn. Tell him we gonna come in with a prom dress on or something. Crazy that nigga said, man. But I remember that shit he used to say to niggas like he had, he had a heckler and a nigga be like, he'd be a nigga. He be like, if you had a knife in your back and a dick in your ass, which one would you pull out first? And it puts you in a situation because you like, damn, what would I pull out first? And if you hesitate, you're like, <laughs> oh damn, uh, uh, how big is the dick? Like, man, yeah, just, man, it's damn near like you playing like uh, draw four <laughs> and you like, I mean not draw four, but you playing like connect four and he got you either way. You know yeah. what I'm saying? What's up, Tess? Come on, rap. Oh, man, Martez. Martez, money. Martez, Jackson in the building, man. We just in here kicking it, man. You know what we talking about. We celebrating cool. And we just in here talking our shit. Mel just left. Martini just left. And, um, you know, we just in here talking that shit, man. What's up, man? What's up with you? Not much, man. Put them headphones on. Niggas got professional radio voices in this bitch. <laughs> Everybody got real good enunciation, dog. Dez over there. Dez, what's your Kool-Aid moment? Nigga, I mean, we sitting over here, you in the corner. What's up, man? Man, I got a, I got a few, but like um, I told you, the one I always tell about when he came to Old Park. He came to Old Park High, and um, we did a show. We, we had a show there. Um, Mel was there as well. And um, yeah, that was my first time like really seeing... You and Clayton got the same store. Yeah, yeah I was there that night. Time. I was there. Yeah. That was my first time seeing comedy um, live. And then, like, moving forward, like, I've always, you know, loved comedy and I always had, you know, an urge to be around it or be a part of comedy. And then when we started doing our show, then he started showing up to our show. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, man, full circle. Then we got a chance to honor the book him. Yeah, yeah. For one of our shows. And so, like, I used to just always ask him, like, what do you think about our shows? Like, are we doing it the right way? What do you think? He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You should change this. You yeah. should do that. Whatever. Yeah, and we'd yeah. apply that shit because he knew what he was talking about. Definitely. And the thing I liked about Kool Aid, bro, is that he had a he he had the hunger of like of a new nigga. Like he would come do guest spots. Yeah. Like Kool Aid come yeah. through and be like and ask, can you go up? Can he go up? Like nigga, of course you can go up. Yeah. <laughs> like nigga, yeah. you Kool Aid. Like I would never tell that nigga that. But it's like nigga, if you come in here, yeah. you can do as much fucking time as you want. And he would come and he would have new shit. And I would be looking at it, and not to knock no other comedians, but I'd be looking like, this nigga Kool-Aid had new shit all the time. Hey, like, we had new shit. Hey, but remember, we talked about that. We was talking about that one time. Um, 
I was telling you a story about he came in starters with a notepad, like doing new material. And he was like, yeah, I just seen him doing the same thing. And it was like, it made us want to, you know, I'm like, dang, he, he writing too. Yeah. Because one thing you don't want to do is continue to be robotic and with the same thing, keep doing the same. Because it make comedy not fun for you, no, man. No, 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 no. Tez. Yeah. What was y'all first? Like, because Mel and, Mel and Mar told us about the first time they met cool and shit like that. When did you first run into him? You know what? To be honest, I met him at the House of Comedy, but our interactions really didn't start then because he was the type of nigga that would stun on you real quick. Yeah. But he loved you, and I understood why that happened later in my career because it wasn't just him that did that. It was Horace and all that because so many people in this business come and go. Mm-hmm. Y'all see him all the time. Yeah. Everybody coming up to you saying, I do comedy this. So after somebody has seen you four or five times and they're like, maybe this person is serious, I can interact with them. Um, it wasn't until I started my own comedy night and I got cool with Mailman first. Mm. And because um, I seen Mailman host for um, Pops, John Witherspoon. And I just walked up to him and started talking to him, telling him I had been doing open mics. And then when me and him got cool and I wanted to do my own comedy night, he was like, uh, you should book Kool-Aid. And I'm like, okay, I ain't never really met, dude. Let me get his number. Mm. And I call him, and he gave me a price. I'm like, you know, that's fair. You know, let me book, you know, put him on the show. And he came through. Y'all know what he do. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He came through and did him. And then we got cool from that night forward. Mm. And then uh, that, that comedy night was short-lived. But we got super tight when I had Jimmy's on uh, I think I remember Jimmy. Was I around? Over on the east nah. side, ain't it? Courtry- no, you had it when Mike had it. You was there when Mike had it. Oh, so it was a gym. But this okay. was, yeah, this, I had it in 02. Yeah, I heard about I was, that. I had it for like Home maybe home. 14, 15 months, a little over a year, year, almost a year and a half. And he was one of the main attractions there. How did this nigga know? You weren't doing comedy in 2002? No, no, no. He was telling me about it. Oh, I okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's you funny. Hey, don't put him on blast. Mike, Mike, a 20-year vet. We are, you, you a 20-year vet, too, John. Don't put nobody years out there. Niggas love about that time. and be more phenomenal than it is. It don't matter. Niggas like, bro, I've been doing comedy five years. Yeah. Bro, what's even worse is when somebody said they've been doing it for 20 and suck. Still suck. Terribly. Somebody was just saying that. Yeah, that's the fucked up part. That's funny. But no, no, so you had Jimmy's. <laughs> so I had Jimmy's, bro, and 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 like y'all said, and I think you shared the story, Jason, how he just came through for the low. Or yeah, y'all be saying he do guest spots. And he damn near saved the joint, especially if you having a light night or oh, all wow. the comedians yeah. suck. He'd come through and say the night, but the crazy part is he hated to go last. But from our standpoint, it's like, yeah. you got to go last. Yeah, well, like, right. Well, you know, because you finna set it on fire before everybody else anyway. Yeah. So, and, and, and a lot of people hated to follow him mm-hmm. on, on that note. A lot of people who walk around cocky, I'm this, I'm that, I'm the headliner. Hey, that's why I tipped my hat to Duval, you know, for... Bringing a nigga like that on the road with him? Yeah. Yeah, that you Mike know. Bonner, cut, he, he, he did that shit last night and broke that shit all the way down. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You right, you right, you right. I remember that now. Um, Last night was phenomenal too, man. Shout out, shout out to y'all. Oh man, I was too emotional in the joint, bro. Like I couldn't even keep my face dry. So, shout out to y'all for 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 making it what it was. It was a lot of love in that room, and it's truly one of the best nights I've been a part of, man. Yeah. And I was telling niggas in the car, bro. 
I was so fucked up. I was drunk as shit. So I'm sitting in here, <laughs> and I'm in, I'm in, I'm in. Bed. Yeah, your man, your man Jeff kind of uh, TI'd you a little bit. Whoever, definitely whoever had the camera on TI when he uh, oh, that was Jeff. <laughs> oh, that was Jeff too. Remember oh, when TI awesome. slapped the girl on the oh, ass yeah, on the yeah, camera? Yeah. <laughs> that was that was probably one of his mans or somebody he trusted him. Had the camera on, yeah. But he, I'm always, I always got my head on the swivel. I knew it. I played to it. Yeah. Like, Fuck yeah. We still gotta understand. Jeff is white and he got them waves. <laughs> I love my nigga. He got them waves. He wasn't trying to. He wasn't trying to cause no harm, uh, but. He was. It could have been catastrophic, but Yo, this no is point. this is all right. Man. Oh, that, man, that mango Bacardi get your life together, bro. Okay, okay. Yeah. you might put me on one. I might not have no jokes, but I got bitches. Ain't nobody even tell you nothing different. Nobody said no, JD. You got jokes, <laughs> niggas. Let that. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, no, you really don't. No more lies. No, JD. But, no JD more lies. got jokes. You got you got you got everything but the structure. No doubt. You got yeah. everything but the structure. That's all we've been telling you for years. Yeah. You talked to me earlier today. We, yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you don't believe none of us, take take everything you saw from Kool-Aid. No take, doubt. It, that dude, and one thing he emphasized to me was finish the joke. That's what I tell Man. you. Man. When you start comedy, your premise is always hell of a. It's so easy to get on stage and set up a premise so cold, but the hilarious thing is when you got the coldest premise and no punchline. Exactly. Because you like, we did this. And then, man, my girl got out the car and she looked at me. Right. Okay. And then the whole crowd <laughs> is like, okay, she looked at you and did what? Like, no, man, because she, y'all should have seen how she was looking. No. But nigga, this is like, how niggas think they finished the joke. So my girl got out the car, man, and she just looked at me. And I'm like, bitch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's the punchline. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was like, that was the that hey, was the turn? Exactly, yeah. We man. waiting on something for now. And Kool-Aid always said, finish the joke. So, and, and, and I tease him about this. I tease Melvin. I tease Martini. And, it, like, I learned different things from different people in this industry. I learned one-liners from Mike Green and, and Tony Roberts. Y'all know Tony who they Roberts, are. Yeah. Oh, no doubt. You know, them, them two dudes from my city are the coldest one-liners. They had murdered a whole crowd for nobody, an hour, just one-liners. Yeah, nobody fucks with Mike Green on the one-liners. Animation, animation I got from Melvin, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a fat, lazy stage person. Like, <laughs> like, J.D., you all over the stage. I, like, for real, for real. Like, you got the animation part, too. I just like to stand there and talk because I trust my words because I'm lazy. But I learned... Closing the joke and professionalism from Kool-Aid. When I tell people this dude, it, he he lived stand-up as a job and a career and a passion. He wasn't letting nothing. When it was time to do a show, if it was time for us to get on the road and drive to a city, we left at a certain time. And if 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 we anybody made us late, you he had an attitude with you the whole time. And you know it's rare for him to get attitude. Mm -hmm. But don't make us late. And don't be bullshitting. Like, don't don't be. Um, most importantly, don't play with the stage. Yeah. If I'm taking you on the road with me, if you got five minutes, do five minutes. If you got ten, do ten. But don't get up there and bullshit around. And if you bomb, at least try. Don't bomb and 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 and, and throw in the towel or don't man, bomb. Fuck y'all, man. Y'all don't give a fuck. Yeah, man, yeah, so. yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, do your don't shit, do that. Keep it, keep yeah. doing your material. You know, and and as far as material itself. He was able to weave in and out of freestyling or crowd work yeah. back into material. And he mm -hmm. taught me that too. Because some people can be doing a set and go into that crowd work or that freestyling and they can't, can't come, come out of it. They can't come yeah. Out of it. Mm -hmm. He was that guy, man. He was so masterful at weaving in and out of it. 
and having an arsenal ready. Mm-hmm. Man, you know, man. it was he definitely was like a tactician. Damn, almost some Batman shit. Like he had something for whatever. It was like no matter what the situation was, if you said something, he had something for you. Something Whether for he you, had man. it in the tuck or if he just made it up right there. Kool Aid was good for that shit, bro. He was seamless with it, nigga. You said something dope, Josh. You on your um? Did you repeat it tonight? On, on your on your um? When you said a uh, little his comedy is in all our DNA. I ain't said today. Yeah, but yeah, I said yeah. That re- that repeat day. that. Uh, uh, I mean, just I mean, like I I know the niggas that I'll be around, and you know I I know I, I I watch comedy, so I can tell that like that nigga, you know what I'm saying? His DNA is in everybody's comedy, whether you want to believe it or not. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like it's just not. It's just you wouldn't be telling the truth. Yeah, you wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. you've been watching it for so long, it's like, yep, that's how I'm gonna shoot. That's I, how I'm gonna do my thing. I ain't gonna lie, man. I um. I remember Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel came in the game. He put together uh, some one-man shows for Denver comedians. And Kool-Aid was one of them. So um, I went down there and watched him, right? Mm-hmm. I'm watching him do a set. But I'm I'm watching as a student. Bro, when I say every joke, it wasn't no room for nothing else. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like every joke, it was like you can't even add nothing else to it because it was already complete. And it started making you look at your own set. Like, oh, wait, man, you know what? I can add a little bit more to this. You know what I'm saying? This one is not, like he was saying, not finished. It started making you look at the jokes you have that's not finished, man. But this nigga had like 10-minute bits where it's like, all he got to do is take some of them punches out. Nah, it's a five-minute bitch. It's like when you got all that in there, like when you look at comedy way, nigga, look at it. It's like that nigga got it set up, bro, to where it was like, nigga, Every joke, like, nigga, it's, it ain't no more funny he can put in his joke. All he can do is, like, you know what? I don't want to say this part no more. I'm going to add something else funny right here. Mm-hmm. Like, especially if a joke, like, his jokes evolved good. Like, his jokes aged well. Like, he can take this out and be like, all right, I'm going to use this reference instead. Or just, you know what I'm saying, take it to a whole nother direction. Yeah, what also impressed me about about him is, like, no matter, he wrote so much and been doing this so long, whatever situation happened in the crowd, he had a joke that quick about it. And he would just yeah. be able to adapt to whatever moment. I'm like, damn, like, how do you do that? And part part of that, and I don't know if y'all knew this, but he he was roommates with comedians where it was just nothing but them in the house. And then he went from that to having his own place in the last 10 years when him and Martini stopped being roommates that I knew him. Mm-hmm. So, let me, so let me say this. I mean, I, I don't mean to interrupt you in the middle of your flow. No, no, go ahead. But tell the first, tell the first roommate story. Who was he well, no, originally I, I, roommates with? I known him. Like, he's been roommates with Tony Roberts. He's been roommates with Joe Blunt. Um, he's been roommates with Spanky Hayes. He's all Hall of Fame niggas. Yeah, all of these, all of these guys have been roommates early in the in the stages. When I met him, him and Martini, like him and Martini's were him and Martini were roommates the longest. Like from three different apartments. And I came into the crew, I guess, or or got tight with those guys. Um they were living in an apartment and then Martini had got with his girl and Martini was gone so much. So that's how me and Kool-Aid got tight. Because mm-hmm. he was always at his girl crib. And then Kool-Aid had actually asked me, he said, Martini finna move out. You want to come stay with me? And then I had just moved in with my girl. So you can't tell your girl, I'm finna leave you and go be a bachelor with my nigga <laughs> over here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I had moved in with my girl, and I actually stayed less than half a mile from him. So I would be at his crib so much, 
playing PlayStation after after shows or whatever when we was both in town. Atari. Yeah, yeah, you stupid. <laughs> <laughs> That's how old we are, Josh. <laughs> Niggas were kicking and, the can. But no, the point, the point, the point I was getting at to um to 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 to, to Desmond's point as far as writing, mm-hmm. he had he he was always either living with comedians or by himself. So I don't have nothing to do but write. Yeah. If I don't have no woman in my ear barking, if I don't have no little kids running around, mm-hmm. I can block everything out in this apartment and zone out. Yeah. And well, guys before me told me, my bad, my guys good. before me told me that he would take the um paper towel thing and do it, you know, practice his stage presence yeah. in the mirror in the bathroom and practice his smile. Like literally look in the mirror and practice his smile. I didn't know that. Like Joe Blunt and Bobo told me. These were things he would do. And you gotta think about how effective all of that becomes yeah, on stage. Right. Yeah. Right. When you have the ability to block the rest of the world out mm-hmm. and not only write your jokes, but work on all of the little elements that come with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, he definitely was a savant, bro. Like I could just tell when he would perform, it was crispy. No, I forgot, never... I forgot when I do this podcast, Josh come with the vocab. What I forgot, I, I forgot. Oh, I said savant. Savant, savant. That's not a word oh, niggas yeah. use? Not not, not not today. Not the nigga was very good at. <laughs> no, go back to Savant. I just, I just, I had to acknowledge you. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, every time I come on the podcast, Josh just got that vocabulary. I mean, my bad. I, we we to used to do that too. We used to do that yeah. when I used to work with Josh. Who's that? Me, you, Ron. Yeah. We used to like vocabulary words. It's like every time we work together, somebody would just throw out a vocabulary word. And each person, you had to use it in your set. Niggas be talking, man. Yeah. But uh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like you could just tell, like watching Kool Aid, it was just like, damn, this nigga is like a well oiled machine. It was like he took that jump shot 10,000 times, so yeah. that bitch gonna drop it's no matter you. what, and no matter what the crowd doing. And the fact that you say he was alone all the time, I didn't know that he was able to lock in like that. So you can't distract a nigga like that because his focus is so laser sharp. I got, I got a couple of stories. Um, when we did the Bay Area, I, I flew out the, I did the Bay Area five times. And the plug myself, I went to the semifinals like twice. Damn. But Kool-Aid made it to the final. Like he had did it before I went out there with him, but I went out there with him twice. Okay. First year, my flight got there before his. I did okay. I'm the new guy. Mm-hmm. But he wait, 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 wait. The Bay Area is the competition. I think Jamie Foxx won. Jamie Foxx won. Uh, Mark Curry won it. D.L. Hughley won it. It goes back to 1988. It put a it, lot of it either on. it either started in '88 or '86. Did Mike Bonner win it? In Oakland, Mike Bonner, Bonner won it in won 2001. It after he got into his accident, yeah. He won it in 2001. Um, and actually, believe it or not, bro, Tony Roberts was the runner-up to him that year. Wow. Two Detroit wow. back to back. Yeah. So I just want to be when people be listening, they like, "What's the Bay Area?" So you yeah. know, niggas might not Google. It was the to... Bay Area Black Comedy Competition. Google that. Big um, deal. Shout sure. out to Tony Spires, the creator, um, and Marcus King, um, Jamie Foxx's manager. Tony Spires and, and 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 Marcus King created that, and so I so my flight get out there first. This is the first year, my flight get out there first, or whatever, and we do all the stuff. Kool Aid flight was late, so he was late. Mm-hmm. So they they never cop to this, but they trying to penalize them, dust and such. They made them go last, and you know, in competitions you hate to go last out of 11, 12 comedians and all that. Out, yeah. But he went up there and tore a hole in it, bro, and. The crowd is chanting, Kool-Aid, Kool-Aid. Shut up. Now, he goes and do, he didn't, he didn't advance. He goes and does Bill Bellamy's Who's, who's got, got Jokes. jokes the yeah. following year, yeah. he called my phone. 
he called my phone from the studio or the, the theater where they're taping yeah. at. He like, Taz, you ain't gonna believe this shit, dog. I'm like, what's up? I said, nigga, ain't you taping it? He like, yeah, bro. They, bro, the sun, it's the Bay Area all over again. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you'll see when it air. Nigga. He missed by two points on Bill Bellamy's Who's Got Jokes. Mm. Remember that. It was George Wilborn. It was J Deep. It was Damn Fool and Kool-Aid. Mm -hmm. This the first season? Just like, I think Third second season. Mm. Second. Oh, it's second. one of, yeah, you, you probably right. Um, he missed by two points and they're chanting his name. Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid. And Bill Bellamy had to just, it's his TV show, so he had to just keep it moving. And in yep. Chicago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they was chanting his name, so it was the same thing over again. So when we went, when we flew back to the Bay Area that next year, he locked himself in the bathroom. You know, he was like, Ted, I don't know what you finna do, but if you're gonna be in the room, I gotta go in the bathroom. Like, I ain't had nowhere to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm in Oakland, California. So I'm like, yeah, nigga, I ain't finna leave the room. He's like, These niggas crazy out here. Niggas. Yeah. It's like Korea. No, it's like, I ain't, I ain't know where to go or to kick it. Like, yeah, yeah. you know, so. So he just said, all right. So he said, look, man, uh, yell at me when it's 10 minutes. So he went and locked himself in the bathroom and kept working on his 10-minute set mm. for the finals. And I think he came in, I think Smokey beat him. Yeah, Smokey Suarez beat him. Man. Smokey Suarez. And uh, uh, shout out to Smokey. He was funny. I heard it was, it was yeah. but not only that, Smokey wanted to go last every round, and Smokey didn't watch nobody's set. So he he had that yeah. So it's like him, Kool Aid, and um, I think Jeannie Yashri. I don't know who that is. Jeannie, I don't if he's one of y'all know. She's from England, but she's funny as hell though. Oh really? Yeah, she she a lesbian chick that's from England, but she cold. Mm, and okay. and when I tell you that was one of the funniest finals I had ever seen, because this was one of the few times they did the whole thing in one weekend. Damn. And Kool Aid locked in, and he was like, "Bro, I'm taking it." And he he was set on winning, but Smokey just edged him out just a little bit, you know, because Smokey's more animated. Mm. But when I tell you, the laughter, bro, if it was a laugh-o-meter, he was killing it. Not that Tony Roberts style, but it was like, because, you know, Tony Roberts is more machine gun. Mm. Kool-Aid was just playing like whack-a-mole with the crowd. Boom. Boom. And everything, you know, all the acoustics, it was the, all the laughter yeah. was bouncing off the walls. And I think he came in second or third. Damn, and it was just like I'm sick of that's that. the type of laser focus he had with this this business, and a big misconception because a lot of us, Mike, Larry, Josh, we all came in when just before the the real hard headed motherfuckers the now mm -hmm. that the won't listen to no advice or nothing. Yeah. We. Kool-Aid told me all the time he got the game from Tony Roberts and Mike Bonner and Tommy Chun. He would say those names all the time. Like, these are the guys that helped me and I'm helping you. Mm -hmm. And I went through a quasi-hard-headed stage, yeah. but not so much. Mm -hmm. And the reason I love Kool-Aid so much and we were so tight because he shot it straight from the hip. He told me one time, maybe 2003, I'm sitting in the house of comedy. I'm, I'm in my shit. I'm like, man, man, I'm, I'm going to New York, man. They don't want to. Nobody book me here. The things you say early in your career. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm on that tip. Nigga got yeah. 10 minutes. Like, why ain't you here? Yeah. Me? Yeah. And Kool-Aid was like, dog, quit crying. Like, these are his words. Quit crying, man. Like, and that, this ain't us joking around. He like, quit crying. He said, man, it's plenty of clubs in Michigan you ain't been booked at. 
He named them off. Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle, Ann Arbor Showcase, Joey's. Yeah. And we were sitting in the house of comedy, which I hadn't been booked at yet. And he was like, bro, you started here and you ain't even been booked here. Like, he giving it to me, like, hard. And it was so much. Me, me and Mike Larry talked about this before. When you got a certain type of father who don't bullshit you, mm-hmm. sometimes it's easy to hear your man come at you on that level because you like, this sound familiar. This don't sound like, mm-hmm. hey, this sound like tough love. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I processed it. I said, damn. So within two years, I was booked at every club he said. Yeah. Just because he gave me the game like that. Yeah. He was like, nigga, get booked here. He said, you ain't even booked at this. And this, and this. He said, matter of fact, you ain't even book, get booked here. Yep. And within two years, I had to be because he put that pressure on me to, I thought, I said, damn, I haven't done none of these places. Yeah, what I'm talking about. And his understanding of this game and his ability to engulf himself in it as a passion, a craft, and a career is fucking unparalleled. You can't, you can't match that type of, again, I'm going to use your term, laser focus, that mm-hmm. dedication. You can't match it. It's almost on some R. Kelly, Michael Jackson type shit. Like, fuck whatever level he was on in his life or in his career, he still had that focus. He, Somebody said it online. He chose to stay here. Yep. And the reason, especially after a cancer diagnosis, he said, you know what? I've probably done all I can do. I know my time is limited. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to get these guys and get this city everything they need. Damn, that's crazy. So he single-handedly, when Detroit didn't have comedy clubs, yep. he put mm-hmm. the city on his back and built two dog-ass comedy nights. He did. That the city revered him for and certain comedians hated him for mm-hmm. because he did something that other people couldn't do with bigger platforms. Mm-hmm. He could have easily, in the condition he was, knowing that his time was short, could have moved anywhere he wanted and still did the road. That nigga yeah. And we, wouldn't, it wouldn't have been selfish for that. Like, nigga, why? I'm going go to I'm gonna move to L.A. I'm going to work out of L.A. and I'm going to hit the road. Move to Atlanta. Yeah. Anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it was way thicker in Atlanta than here, too. Hey, Tess, being this close friend, man, dude, dude, when you saying his time was short, was it him just being optimistic? Because I know he used that word a lot. What was they saying? Like, hey man, you 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 won't be able to survive this. The chances is really 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 slim. Or was it like you know? He knew from the beginning. I mean, he shared a lot with me, bro. But there's certain things I know he kept to himself. But when we all did the research. After it was coming out, I talked to Crystal because her husband got diagnosed the same time Kool-Aid did. Crystal P. Crystal P. Crystal P. Shout out. Um, when I talked to her, it, it was real clear in the beginning. He never said, my time is limited. He never told us directly what doctors said. He would, We would ask him, what the doctors say? Oh, they said this, they said that. And I had a feeling it wasn't everything. But it, it wasn't really my place to know mm-hmm. whatever you, you wanted to tell me. Crystal had always made it clear, like, she was like, him and Frank not going to be here much longer. And I'm like, damn, you, Frank you know. Who? Frank, Frank. Frank uh, Shout out, Frank, rest in peace. Uh, Frank Parker, he was a good dude. He was a Detroit police officer, everything. Um, and I was like, damn, for real? She was like, that. they have one of the most lethal forms of cancer. Osteosarcoma is one of the most lethal forms of cancer. They both had the same thing. They both had the same thing because yeah. they both had it in their leg. Which is rare. Frank Frank yeah. chose to get his leg amputated mm. and not do chemo. He chose to get his leg amputated and not do chemo because Crystal told me, he said his research showed that people that do chemotherapy only live two years longer than those that don't Damn. get it. 
It's like, fuck it. Now, how long ago did Chris and Hogan tell them? It was something like that. It was something like that, yeah. So I think what Kool-Aid did was say, once once he, he understood all that within himself, and this shit is hard to bear, he like, first of all, I got to be close to the people that's closest to me, all of us, mm-hmm. his immediate family. But the beautiful thing about what Duval did for him was oh, man. you get to come home and still be around your family, still do your treatment, still get all that love, but let me take you and show you how the world feel about you. Let me show you how I feel about you. You know, I don't know if y'all been following Duval's Instagram or if yeah. it's been mentioned tonight, but Duval was like, nigga, when everybody else was talking shit about me for doing music jokes, yeah. Kool-Aid was one of the few people that had my back. So mm-hmm. I said, when I get on or you get on, one of us take the other, and he, and, and he stuck to his word. Wow. Because, and somebody, somebody commented on Duval's thing and said, because somebody, you know, haters, people gonna talk their little shit. Somebody was responding to somebody talking negative saying, you don't even know the history. They've been tight since Kool-Aid was popular, more popular than Duval. Yep. And there was a time when, it was you know, like that. when the that com- was yeah, real. When the comic yeah. views was popping and you know. That nigga so, name was what was his name? I think, uh, uh, his, name? Re- his real name, Roland Powell. Yeah, he's Roland Powell. Yeah, and he reinvented himself as little Duval and just it just took off, you know. Um it yeah, man, it's you know. My emotions, I, I ain't even gonna front it. I had to stop looking at the internet for a minute. Yeah. He all over that bitch. All yeah. over. Man. Yeah. And man. you know what's crazy, dog? And it's damn near like a movie, bro. The way it kind of played itself out because I looked at it like this. Nigga, the fact that Duval came here and hosted the black party and then Kool-Aid made his transition the next day, yeah. it was almost like then Kool-Aid was like, oh, I ain't gonna miss this party. He waited for his I mans. Try- he I waited did. for his and mans then, to get here. That's like try- a movie script, bro. Am I, I allowed to, to be, use this plug right here? I ain't trying to be plugged. Yeah, plug up. This, this one here? You should be able to plug in. Okay. There's no shit. I don't know. Everybody <laughs> look at me like, there's no. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah, you there, that we gonna find out in a minute. There's engineering this joint. Where is Kari? He is uh, across, barefoot across the street doing some shit. That's yeah. hilarious. What you finna say, JD? Got no, company over there. No, real talk. Um, I ain't trying to be funny or nothing like that, dog. I'm, I don't know. I mean, I feel like uh, through the Holy Spirit, I have a, a little power insight. But um, I, I don't know. I was catching the bus uh, the Friday before he passed. And I saw Duval on a flyer that he was supposed to be in town December 8th doing a party. And I said, oh, there's no doubt he's going to go see Kool-Aid because by this time Kool-Aid had been in the hospital a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I see Duval on the flyer. I see the, the date. I'm like, oh. He definitely gonna come and holler at this man's whatever, whatever, whatever. That was Friday. Saturday, I'm at work. Um, I get the call. Uh, no, I'm sorry, Sunday. I'm t- I-, I take that back. Sunday, I'm at work with Mike, and Mike Larry calls me, and he says, "Hey, uh, JD, this, that, another, da, da, da." He said, "Oh yeah, by the way, they about to pull the plug on Kool Aid." I was like, wow. So I was, and me and Mike been talking about it for a long time. And I was like, well, you know, it's it's time. I was like, I'm glad they was able to come to that decision because there's no need to hold him up, you know, let him, you know, let it do what it's going to do. Mm-hmm. When I get off the phone with Mike Leary, um, me and God, we have a kick it. That's my dog. So I say to him, I'm like, you are hilarious. I was like, because. You know how to put everything in place without us knowing what's going on. 
I said, and you made sure that Duvall got booked in Detroit. That's real. For some bullshit, for a bullshit party. That, <laughs> that shit wasn't shit. That was for niggas. Okay? It's but right, you, you made sure he was in town so he could say goodbye to, to his, his man. Yeah. Because I know it's time for him to leave. Before all of this happened, two weeks ago, tell him, Mike, we had talked about it, and I was like, Mike was like, oh, he going to make it. God going to, God, because, you know, Mike is, <laughs> Mike is a, a powerful prayer warrior. Mm -hmm. God going to heal him, this and that. I said, Mike, what he got, no, it's not meant to do that. I'm glad you said that, J.D., because a lot of us come on, who communicated with each other, and I'm glad to hear that y'all was dealing with that in y'all circle of friends mm -hmm. because Kool-Aid was attached to each circle. I know we call ourselves the circle, you know, but there, there's you guys that are that are tight. Y'all you know, niggas live right there with each other. Come on. And y'all have conversations more so than, than I would, you know, talk to y'all or whatever. We had the same thing and, and amongst us. <laughs> you know, Shiny is, no, I promise if we get the CBD oil in them and if we do this and we do that, up until the day he died, she's still holding out that hope. Yeah. After so long, bro, of me knowing my dog and just watching him, for lack of a better term, deteriorate. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive me, Kool-Aid. But watching him, Go I'm on. like, I'm ready for him to be out of pain. So I had to shut up, honestly. I had to let people... Martini, I had to let Shiny, I had to let them continue to have that hope. Yeah. Because I didn't want him to die. I wanted him to not have pain. Yeah. Come on. Anymore. Come on. And that's a that your your perception is not to take away from Mike or Shiny. They needed that. Come on. Yeah. But I was with you, and you don't realize I was with you on the reality piece of. My nigga need to, he don't need to be in pain no more. Nope. And I, I knew this was going to happen. I knew once he couldn't perform, I said, the disease, none of that killed him faster than not being able to, not being being able able to, to perform. perform. Had he been able to perform, I needed to be here another 10. Yeah. Because that's just what it is. That's what comedy is for. That's what he looked for. Is this yeah. true? Somebody says something about... Um, is gonna put the the trait in his throat or something or something, and he said he didn't want it after you realized or something. What? Is, you know? No, it, it was it was it was some back and forth with that. It was right. like it it wasn't so much that he didn't want it. The discussion between himself and his family and the hospital was, is he strong enough to have it? Oh, okay. And even if he gets it, how long will it leave him here? And what condition would he be in? So they had to make that decision. It wasn't that he didn't want it. It's like, it's like if, if I tell you, this trait going to keep you here. And you're like, okay, cool, I want it. And then they like, well, but it's going to do X, Y, and Z. He like, well, I don't want it. Okay, then I do want it. You know what I'm saying? You trying to decide because you the person that's trying to hang on to life. You yeah, don't know yeah. what. You know, um, it, you know, when when you when I was going to visit him, um, he was writing down notes. You know, he was trying to talk as much as he could. And he would just write down a note when you're in the room with him. He barely, you know, he can't talk at all because he got the breathing machine on him. He just write down a note, like, what you do today? 
trying to hold a conversation. Yeah, kick it. And it was just, it was fucking me up. You know what I'm saying? It was like, dog, I can't, you know. So I just told him, hey, man, kick it with my wife. And, you know, she was standing there on one of those visits. And, uh, hey, just kicked it with her, man, and came to see you. And then he, he, you know, wrote some things, like, to me and, 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 and stuff like that on a paper. And I was on that tip, like, this, this ain't right. Mm-hmm. Not for him. You know, it was like the guy that I know who everybody know Kool-Aid, like, he's the life of the party. Most definitely. Period. And I'm like, this ain't the life for him. Mm-hmm. You know, so. But the, the, some of the beautiful things, though, I could say honestly, um, some of our rose stories, bro. Like coconut grows. Didn't you go down there with him? No, no, we actually got into an argument about that because to this day, you know, I love you, boy, but you know what that was. Um, <laughs> like Tina Graham, you know, I had a really, I was cool with Tina. You know, I had a business relationship with Tina and she was going to send me down there with Howie or with Kool-Aid. Mm-hmm. Somehow the schedules got conflicted and Mailman went down there with him. Mm-hmm. So I ended up going with Howie. No, I ended up going with Marcus Cone. Cause Tina wanted to send me with Howie, that didn't work out, so I ended up going with Marcus Cone. And one day, me and Kool Aid was arguing. He's like, "Nigga, I got you down in Miami," and I lost it. Like, "Nigga, fuck what you talking about? And you ain't get me in Miami, nigga. My comedy, nigga, Tina Graham." And bro, this is how I knew how tight we was. We had a real argue. Like people thought me and Kool Aid never argued. Like, man, that nigga argued for real. And we had a heated argument. Mailman was sitting in the back seat, and the very next day, he had um. It's the old strawberry fields. What is, what is them been? G Wiz? G Wiz. G Wiz. Okay. Yeah. He had G Wiz at the time. But it, no, he had some, before it was G Wiz, it was something else. Yeah. Before it was strawberry fields. No, no. Oh. After strawberry fields, it was something else before, before it was G Wiz. Yeah. That was quick though, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. So he had it when it was whatever it was. And the day before we had gotten to a heated argument and I went straight to it, to his room and he looking at me like, what's up? Like, you know, like Kool-Aid don't get grim. But he looking at me like, what's up? We were talking, you know, whatever, yesterday. I just stuck my hand out, man. I said, man, quit acting tough, man. Yeah. He was like, all right. And then, you know, we hugged. And yeah. and it was like the argument never happened. Wow. You know, we never talked about it after that. Mm-hmm. It, 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 was, it was, you know, he, as long as, like, on a comedian level, as long as you were taking his craft serious, you were his friend. Mm-hmm. Some of the clo- people he was closest to, were people that created work for other people. Rob Stapleton, Damon Williams. You know, people don't realize he was instrumental in in giving us the punchline. Damn. A, yeah, lot, yeah, a lot of yeah, people don't a lot of people don't know how instrumental he was in oh, that. Oh, he was major. The 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 owners, I'm not gonna say names, but the owners went to him. Mm-hmm. How do we structure this comedy club? What do we pay the locals? And they followed this format for like Six months. Yeah, because what they paying niggas? No, I'm they, sure Kool-Aid didn't tell them. No, they're not, they not paying nobody at all, are they? That's no, why I'm not even going to. They're not just, paying yeah. locals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, nah, I put it out there. Like, you know, because he gave them the blueprint. If we honor my man, let's keep it a buck. Oh, okay. He gave them the blueprint. He said, y'all pay hosts and features from the city. Yeah, if the headliner bring in any people, that's fine. You pay them too. But make sure you work the locals too. He said Excuse me, they, they got me in here drinking Bacardi. Forgive me, y'all. I belched on, on, the, on the thing. Um, 
he told them, y'all pay the locals too. Y'all book the locals. Y'all make them work. You know what I'm saying? Give them work. Cause one talent thing, pool. Yeah, exactly. One thing he was about was giving work to comedians from his own town. Boom. Everybody yeah. else do it. Chicago, nigga. It's a, it's a hometown thing, nigga. Mary Lindsay made sure all them niggas got on auditions <sighs> first. We never had that yeah. thing where we was like, all right, this our shit. Hold us down. We're going to make sure Jason get that work. We're going to make sure JD get it. Larry, me, you. And, um, and his up. number one thing, people hated him for putting the city on his back before Punchline got here and all that. You know, I love I love Comedy Castle. I love Ann Arbor Showcase. But let's keep it real. I'm not going to make this a black-white thing, but understand something. If you take all the black comics that you know are working, Mm-hmm. Or at least attempting to work. Mm-hmm. New comics like my man Jason that's grinding. Yeah. I don't mean to call you new. I'm just saying. Oh, that nigga know. You, you grind. <laughs> but, see, but see, Jason, one of them cats. And I ain't saying this because he could deadlift 500. I'm just saying <laughs> because I see him grinding, trying to develop himself as a comedian and get work. I see that you would have been one of them cats that eventually, if Kool-Aid was healthy, he'd have been booking. He'd have been putting on things and doing that. Like Mike could vouch for that. Josh could vouch for that. Because no, he, with you, bro. he was all about, if you serious about this, I'm going to have something for you. I just need to know you serious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the, 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 the other clubs, if you take all of us, that's a large number. The ones that's working and the ones that's trying to work. And then you take all the white and other ethnicity comedians. That's a huge number mm-hmm. that the mainstream clubs can only accommodate so many. It's only mm-hmm. 52 weeks in a year. How about I keep it a thousand? They book them niggas more than they book us. And Kool-Aid put more money in my pocket than most of the... And I didn't say that. I'm just... <laughs> oh, I said, but you know what? Yeah, they... I plan on being bigger than whatever the fuck they is. So they can't hey. stop what I'm doing. But I'm just being real. Like, Kool-Aid Josh going more, in. Man, fuck them niggas. Kool-Aid, <laughs> Kool-Aid put more money in my pocket than Mark Ridley's, Joey's. Even though Joey show niggas money but love. But yeah, they, yeah, 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 uh, yeah, yeah. They won't even fuck with a nigga at the Grins, but, you know, it's an intimidation thing when it comes to that. And I don't know if it's black, white, or whatever, but like I said, Kool-Aid put up, Kool-Aid but see, put up, he, fuck yeah. them niggas. Some whole Kool-Aid, ass yolders. But see, then you even get, but see, people even got mad at him because, again, there's only 52 weeks in a year. Boom. And, and then when no, but no on top of that, when you do it once a month, there's shows. only twelve, 12 shows 12. in a year. Damn it, Gemini, it's only twelve of them. <laughs> and yeah. then on top of that, you don't come to a guest spot. You don't yeah. just come kick it. Yeah. And then you sit back. Oh, that nigga Kool Aid ain't booking me. Uh, Josh ain't booking me. Uh, Mike Larry don't book me. It's like nigga, I haven't seen you. It's like nigga, yeah. I don't go to Mandy's. I can't. I don't know where you at. I don't even you know if leave. you do comedy no more. Boom. Like, don't, don't. And it's it's not a matter of, oh, you got to be at my spot. But when the last time you just called my phone and said hello or or came through a spot or and, I don't see your social media presence, none of that. And the funniest thing is that Kool-Aid said, he said this last time he was on our podcast. He said that out of all the niggas, the funniest niggas in the city, he named Coco, Mike Bonner, Shiny V, Howie Bell, and him. He was like, I'm the most accessible of all of them. You just can't call foolish. No. But, and then niggas will get him at a Kool-Aid, but it's like, honestly, you're not really supposed to be able to talk to that nigga. Yeah. In reality. At all. We used but to tell him that. We but, used to tell him that, but, but he never listened. But the fact that he's right there, it's like, man, fuck Kool-Aid, he don't yeah. book me. Honestly, he shouldn't fuck yeah. book you. He don't, she shouldn't be talking to He shouldn't to talk to you. You can't talk to, like, nigga, walk in the room with Chris Rock. three walk, years ago. But walk in the room yeah. with Chris Rock and see how much attention you get. But no, niggas don't get that. Niggas come through and they think because, you know, they want a competition here and there that, oh, okay, 
Kool Aid smoked the fuck with me now, but it's like, nigga, no, why? But nah, that was a gift and a curse for him because that same ability to be that personable is what helped him build Bakers and build Nicks. Yeah. Because if he seen you in a supermarket, he spoke to you. Yeah. Boom. If he, you know what yeah. I'm saying? It was every time I'm on the phone with him, he walking in Fairlane, oh, what up, nigga, what up? He's speaking to everybody. So that made people want to follow him and come support his show. Mm -hmm. But the comedians didn't understand. And that's just, that's just, I ain't gonna front. I'm gonna just make it official. That's that's the newer generation. Mm. Yeah. When I walked in the room, I showed Mike Bonner and them respect. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, they were stars to me. Yeah. I kept it at that level. You know, as long as you don't get out of pocket with nothing you saying to me, mm -hmm. you know, I, I could do snapping. You know, you could do you the the talk about my clothes or your mm -hmm. shoes too tight or whatever. What's up, man? That's Claude right here just coming fuck up the show, man. Appreciate that. All the way from Houston. <laughs> uh, <laughs> bless the Mike Comedy Show. Food truck. But he was he Uber before Uber. That's funny. <laughs> he made sure strippers got to where they was going. <laughs> so Never was, did they need a ride. Uh, All Stars Night. Yeah, D Jones ain't got you know, nothing on uh, Claw, man. Nothing. Nothing. Claw so was the, the stripper Uber. Oh, that nigga That's would get them hoes wherever they want. Claw, yeah. Claw would take bitches over niggas' houses and shit. <laughs> Say, hey, what it? Hold on, what they call it? What they call it? DoorDash. What they call it? DoorDash. Claw was Hordash. 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 Hey. Hey. Claude would pick the bitch up, feed her, <laughs> boom, and drop her off. That nigga be like, thanks, Claude. Thanks, Claude. Hey, but the, this is what y'all know about this nigga, man. He would do that. He would feed her, drop her off to another nigga, pick her back up, and then make her laugh and clown and buy her something else to eat, and then hit her. And fuck her. Hey, hey, I, dog, I, I never forget the time, man. I almost called the police on this dude. I'm, I'm outside, man. This was me and my kids. You know what I'm saying? For better word, we was homies, in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Better word. Damn, and so, baby. And so, okay. and so I, I, I'm sitting in this dude's front room. I say, man, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the front room, man. You know what I'm saying? To get them. So we sitting, me and the kids, my, my kids. Sitting up front, man, in this nigga front room, and I hear, you got the chick in the back, right? And she's like, no, no, stop it. Stop. Nigga, stop, stop, stop. This nigga come out 20 minutes later, right, with his shirt off sweating. Looking like James Harden. I said, nigga gave me this sign. I said, nigga, that's right, nigga. She said, stop, 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 nigga. You gonna rape me in front of my kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Claude, so the police uh, look. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm slipping. I'm slipping. What movie was that? Uh, I'm slipping. I'm slipping. Baby, 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 boy, baby, boy, baby, boy. baby boy. Okay, 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 okay. I'm slipping. Yeah, right, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, damn, I got off sidetrack. Well, yeah. Uh, man, nigga, we can talk about Kool Aid. We can talk about him all, all day, all night. But, but the, I, I, my thing with like some of the like I think me and Josh and, and Jay Bell man we we came in uh, we wasn't trying to come immediately with forty minutes or thirty minutes we wanted to be funny man yeah. so the funny didn't matter like forty minutes of talk anybody you you got comics now man I got two hours with you man no you don't bro. You got my kid can talk for two hours. I don't know if y'all mentioned this, but Kool Aid said to me, he he said this years ago. He's like, don't rush headlining. He said anybody can stand Man. on stage for forty five minutes. 
Yeah. But only a real headliner can destroy for 45 minutes. And act like nobody else went up. And when I tell you, now that I'm headlining after all these, because I'm going to be real with you. After he said that, bro, that put damn near a roadblock in front of me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was, it was such, the, the, the sentiment was lovely, but it stunted my growth like a motherfucker. Like to Mm -hmm. keep it real with you. Mm -hmm. So I was such a strong feature that it got to a point to where people like, I don't know if y'all know Brian McCree and other people. Mm -hmm. Will book me, will book me for shit mm-hmm. and be like, I can't feature you. You're too strong. And Melvin would be in my ear like five, seven years ago. Like, nigga, you know you headlining. But mm-hmm. that shit that Kool-Aid said kept ringing in my head. Like, if I do, if I do 45 minutes, I have to kill for these 45 minutes to be considered a bona fide headline. Oh, yeah. And it wasn't until I had to start doing it. And I realized all the material I had, if I, I put it together, that goes back to what he said, structure your material, mm-hmm. close the joke. I had to really zone into the, now we talking about the art of stand-up. You dig? Like, yeah, I got all these jokes. I've been a 20-minute guy, 25-minute guy for years. But I could do two shows in one night and not do the same 25 minutes. Yeah, it's real. It's like, yeah. nigga, if you put them together, you now you headline. But it wasn't until I was thrust into that position and it's almost like even when he was here, his spirit was with me doing these shows. Mm. When the when uh, Toledo Funny Bone, can you headline a clean show? Of course I can. Mm. So our, our regular comedian, can you do this Thursday? Is it clean? No, you could do you. Oh, thank you. I could do, you know what I'm saying? I could do a whole hour doing me now. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was always him though, Kool-Aid's spirit that kind of, Nigga, don't stand up here bullshitting. Man. You know, so do you. And, this yeah. nigga J. Bell and J.D. is funny over no, there. No, no. This nigga Adam no. J.D. like, man. That's because that's J. Bell buzzing. J. Bell buzzing. I'm buzzing J-Bell hard. Drinking. I'm buzzing hard because I didn't drink last night like Josh did. But uh, that's fine. Josh, Josh got Josh, drunk. Josh yeah. got drunk last night. That I could. You know what's crazy? Nigga, I was, you bullshitting, fam. No, I was so I was so emotional. I couldn't finish. Like people bought, I, people bought me four drinks, and you know the drinks at Bakers are good. Big as fuck. Yeah, they strong. Oh, girl, be pouring. Shout out to Shauna because she's sexy as fuck too. Uh, <laughs> but I love my wife. Uh, <laughs> amen. amen. Can't you hear this? No, dog. Sh- I, every drink I had, I would cr- I was crying so hard. I just, little female friends, the people that was there, like I gave one drink to Ronnie Chanel and a couple other female friends was there. <laughs> I couldn't drink at all. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I got so, that's what people, people you know, I, it was a little incident last night, but people thought I was drunk. I was like, no, I wasn't drunk or high. That was, that incident was what it was. I was totally sober for my man. Like I was mm. too emotional to get fucked up. Now we got a whole funeral to plan for and other shit we got going on. I'm gonna probably that day, that day, I ain't even gonna be on my motherfucking feet too long after that, after that nigga. I'm getting fucked up. We got, you. We got you, Ted. And just just as we talk about him and his spirit, who a guy who never drank really, never smoked, mm-hmm. except for on his birthday, he tried to be brave every year. <laughs> every year. Mm-hmm. The 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 what he gave us as comedians and and Mike and Josh to me of any dude that started comedy anytime after I did have the thickest skin and that's why Kool-Aid loved y'all because 
y'all had that thick skin to where, okay, we gonna fuck with you. We gonna Joan on you. We gonna test you and and, and do little shit. And, and it's like, y'all like me rose to the occasion. You mm -hmm. rose to the challenge. And that probably got something to do with the fact that both of y'all athletes too. Mm -hmm. Star point yeah. guard, star quarterback. Y'all used to motherfuckers testing you. Different ways. Somebody listening well, is like, maybe Josh wants to start quarterback, nigga. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> 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 I want to start. I was all right. It was funny, dog. I told you, nigga, as tall as you was, dog, I wouldn't, dog, the running back would have, dog, he would have transferred schools. If I was Josh in the quarterback, 6'6, mm -hmm. six, six, dog, my running back would have transferred. Uh, I was 6'4". I'd have been in the wing, too. I'd have been <laughs> in the wing. <laughs> they fucked us up. I don't, they don't talk about that. I want to say this, though. Because I had a moment yesterday at, at I keep saying man, I was drunk Baker. at Baker's and I was fucked up. Yeah, there. Jeff got it on tape. Oh no, no, that wasn't it. <laughs> I, <laughs> Jeff he, got he, it on tape. He did, but it was something else. I was sitting there, I'm drunk as fuck. Everybody walking by, they hugging me. Everybody like you know talking shit, we showing love, whatever. And I'm fucked up. I'm sitting there, I'm crying, and um, I'm just sitting there in this booth by myself. And I look over to the right, and it was a Magnum condom laying right there. <laughs> And oh. I was like, my nigga Kool-Aid telling me to slow down. <laughs> Hilarious, bro. And to myself, I was like, I'm not going to use it, but I get the gesture, cool. <laughs> Hilarious. Because you know pussy feel too good without this song. <laughs> but I know you here. Because it was just random condom laying right there, bro. Random, I got it in my car. Random yeah, still. I'm not going to use Of course, I'm not going to use it. But I got it, and I'm going to keep it, bro. Wait, wait, what? And, and this, was was, this was in the club or in your car? In the club. In Baker. And in you Baker. grabbed it. I just grabbed it. was sitting right there. I was like, random ass Magnum condom. I was like, that's cool. That's hilarious. That was that was that was Kool Aid spirit for, for real. For a fact, nigga. For real, yeah. Random just Magnum condom laying right there. I was like, Come and on. I'm gonna tell y'all something too. The day like, um, they had to they had to ban all the visitors because they wanted him to get stronger. Mm -hmm. And last week, every like he passed on Sunday, but last week Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, every time we came to the hospital. He was doing too much to try to talk to us. And this machine would beep, and he would do his hands like this because his sister would tell him to calm down. So he's like, okay, I got to calm down. But when he see everybody walk in, his mama, me, Martini, different people, Shiny, he just, you know, perk up. And this machine, did they didn't want this machine to go off. So the sun was shining like a, on a Thursday, bro, when I took beaming. And y'all know it's December in Michigan. The sun don't fucking shine in Michigan in December. And that day the sun was shining, and the day he passed, the sun was, it was a beautiful fucking day outside. Mm -hmm. Like I said, that was the day heaven opened up for my nigga. Most definitely. And he left and Love went because month, that month, yesterday, cloudy than the mother. Yesterday was gloomy. Oh, yeah, it's fucked up. But I mean, you know, it didn't snow, thank God, and people was able to come out. But just the sun wasn't shining that day. Yeah, that bitch jammed up, bro. Yeah. Jammed up. Yeah. All I know is I told my man, put whatever you got on the Cowboys for the night game, them bitches going to win. Overtime. My boy gone, but he down at the field. Facts. When that motherfucker, Amari Cooper, catch. caught that gay-ass tip, I said, fuck you, Kool-Aid. <laughs> Facts. Because yeah. I know that nigga helped that. That six-man shit. If you seen that Marlon Wayans movie, that <laughs> nigga tipped that bitch so Amari could get that bitch. Amari didn't even know where the fuck the ball was. It looked like, oh, shit, it's here. Go right here. That was that nigga Kool-Aid, bro. Yeah, man, that shit crazy. My man made 600 off that. 
I'm waiting on my money. Shout out to your mans, bro. <laughs> uh, all right, man. Cause this gonna be a two parter. This bitch about three hours long. Yeah. Uh, I'm two minutes and twenty. Is it? Yep. Damn. All right. Uh, I'm gonna Ted. I'm gonna let you go ahead, man. I mean, you had a final word on this, man. And we gonna close it out on you. Uh, it wasn't no secret that uh, you know, that was one of my best friends. A lot of people actually hated me for having a relationship with him. When people don't understand, um, I look at things spiritually. You know, my whole life, um, God has placed things, and even before I had a sense of spiritual awareness, God's, God has placed people and things in my life for different reasons, including everybody in this room. Everybody in this room has had some sort of um, impact and influence on my life in one way, shape, or form. Um, when the guy called me to go on the road for the first time, I just got a random phone call. I posted about it on Facebook. I just got a random phone call. What up? I'm like, what up? He's like, hey, man, you want to go to Ohio with me? I'm like, who is this? Like, it's Kool-Aid, nigga. I'm like, yeah, I definitely go. And um, Josh, I told you a story last time I was on the podcast. That wasn't this particular time, but in the course of about two to three years, in the Midwest, it wasn't a city we didn't go to. You know, uh, such and such Indiana, such and such Illinois, such and such... Ohio, because at that time, early 2000s, they were still doing a lot of comedy shows in halls and different cities where the whole city would come out. And when he started taking me on the road, I don't know what he saw in me, what we were doing. And every city, bro, I was uh, when in the five heartbeats when, when my man was sitting in the hallway. Like, what you doing out here? Mm -hmm. oh, quiet boy got a girl in there. Nigga, that was me. Like I, would, I would literally have to sit in the hallway while he knocked something off and, and you know what I'm saying? And then later that night, okay, and I'd get my bed back. You know, cause we would be sleeping in you double- in your bed? Du no, double room. Oh. Double, the rooms with double beds. But, you know, he want to be alone with the little whatever. So, you know, I, I got to sit out in the hallway. I don't know why God did that, but I wouldn't have had a career I have <laughs> mm -hmm. if it wasn't for him. And- Again, like I said earlier, that tough love he gave me, almost like a father, like a big brother. And I was able to receive it and not look at it as hating, like most dudes in my generation who very feminine about themselves, mm -hmm. can't take constructive criticism. Now my man made me better. He made me stronger. He, him, him as a person, if you didn't be around him and develop more confidence about yourself, mm. You was just an insecure motherfucker, male or female. Yeah. If you were offended or 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 took or took some sort of like if you took him as a person, as in he hated you, then you totally misunderstood it. Yeah. Because he wanted everybody around him to be better, be stronger. Mm -hmm. His confidence in himself was so high, you couldn't help but build off of that for yourself. And I was blessed enough to be a part of that. Um, he touched everybody. Y'all see what's going on across the country. Mm -hmm. Gary Owen, T.I., everybody else, Charlemagne, all these websites, Comedy Hype shouting him out. This guy is the true definition of what we, we would call, I guess, the underground king. Oh, yeah. You know, he, yeah, he took it upon himself. He said, you know, I don't have to go to L.A. and be famous or go to Atlanta and 
get signed to Tyler Perry Studios and whatnot, which that would be a good lick. You know, fuck all the little jokes people say about, you know, Tyler Perry. No, nigga, that, you, you know, Tyler Perry don't put people on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Kool-Aid could have been one of them people, moved to Atlanta and caught, Tyler Perry caught him in the show and put him in a blockbuster film. But he got a cancer diagnosis. He t- He stayed in the city. And his goal was to plant a seed in all of us of greatness. Through his personality, through his character, and through who he was. And I know he he, you know, he got right with God before he passed. And he wants all of us to just take that spirit and and run with it and and, and continue to 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 shine as a reflection of him. So, you know, I appreciate you, dog. And um all I can say is thank you, period. Because you didn't have to do what you did. And you since you did do it, that's why I love you, period. So I appreciate you, dog. Yeah, man. We all love you, man. You meant a lot to us. Yeah. And um, you know what I'm saying, bro. You know, it ain't no closed chapter on that. You know, we don't always love you. And uh, I also want to recognize some other people, like, you know, Leroy Brown passed away. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Shout out to Leroy Brown. Shout out Spirit to was always right, bro. Yeah, he all came man. out. He went. He was going through a lot, man. He passed recently. Uh, what was it? Was it, di- it was diabetes, right? Two weeks before Kool-Aid, bro. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not too sure what it was. He it, had so he much had, going um, on. Yeah, he had diabetes. It was smoking. It started with a stroke, though. Yeah, yeah, he had a stroke first. Mm-hmm. He had a lot going on. He was yeah, fighting for a long time. He yeah. lost both his legs. Yeah. But yeah. that boy, man, like I said, two fighters, man. Yeah, two fighters. So we could part, fighters, right? Like Holly, it's like Hollyfield and Tyson, bro. Mm-hmm. Did, that, y'all, did y'all mention, uh, I know you're trying to wrap up, Josh. Did y'all mention that the, the fire... Kool-Aid. Did y'all talk yeah, about that? Man, it was so much about Kool-Aid, bro. We didn't touch on, like, nigga, we didn't talk about none of the wild boy behavior, all the freak shit he was no, on. No, no, no. I'm talking about the, the the fire, his apartment crib. burning down. Yeah, about yeah. his crib burning down. Like, I'm saying it was just so much stuff we didn't yeah. get to cover. Okay. Like, okay. Yeah. It was just like, I mean, nigga, we'd, we'd be here, like, dog, I have a whole podcast. <laughs> to six like, in the morning. Yeah, yeah. You know real what I'm quick. About Kool-Aid. I, we, no, we got real Go quick. A testament to his spirit. Earlier this year, his apartment burnt to the that, ground. That was this year? That was this year. That was this year. Spring. That was this year's spring. Yeah, I was on the show. His apartment burnt to the ground. Yeah. And he went live while it was on fire. Mm-hmm. He was talking to the firefighters. And and this chick, I, I, I was somewhere with him, and the chick what's gave the, him what, a... Oh, hold on, Tez. What's the two things he grabbed when, when the, when the hold on. was on fire? I'm going to tell you, you're talking about the Moet, right? No, 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 no. No, no, no. The, the, no, no, no. the, the uh, He grabbed the, the Cowboys blanket. Come on now. But what was the second one? The car keys. I the, car keys. the car keys. Yeah, but yeah. I'm going to tell you something else he grabbed. My homegirl... I gave him a bottle of Moet because this happened right after. Um, no, you know what, guys? It wasn't this year. I think yeah, sixteen. I think it was. I think it was right after his birthday. Yeah. Because yeah, my homegirl, I asked her to give him a bottle of Rose Moet for his for his birthday mm-hmm. show, and it was before the weather got cold last year, and he tried to give the firefighters that Moet mm-hmm. for saving his blanket. Yeah. Man. The Dallas that, Cowboys that was, blanket, was and they wouldn't take it because they were on the clock. Yeah, hmm. players, he know. said one of them was like, "Man, we trying, we want, we trying to get it, but we can't because you know we right here." And Romulus being a small town, mm-hmm. it brought out like the the big, Everybody. yeah, the firefighters, like the whatever they call the guy, the big guy. Oh, the chief. Oh, yeah, because it, it was his apartment the, uh, building was a big fire, fire. marshal. Yeah, yeah. Fire yeah. Marshal. and he was like, marshal. he was like, we would take it, but you know, did, y- y'all brought the people out. Just Romulus too. Everybody like nigga Moet. They are gonna pass that around the city. That's <laughs> funny. Everybody <laughs> get a sip. And bro, the spirit that he had battling cancer, his apartment burned to the ground. 
and he still took it with a smile on his face. He did that show. That alone was just who he was. It was a testament to what that man was in real life. Yeah, man. Um, man, he's a great man. Like I said, you know, Leroy Brown, uh, Dez lost his grandfather recently. Like, you know what I'm saying? But you know what, Josh? Real quick, bro. Claude is, we, we all talk the comedian perspective, right? Mm -hmm. And there's this line. Me and Claude done had some days where we done had to have some conversations because there's this line with comedians and promoters or comedians and club owners. Mm -hmm. Claude should grab this mic and really express, because I know they done, Tell you know. Tell how you done uh, rob niggas, Kool-Aid done. <laughs> no, Kool-Aid work for you, bro. And regardless to whatever it may have been on a professional level, I know he was probably one of the most professional comedians that you had work for you. And I'm sure you could share some thoughts or a sentiment of what you just may have thought, you know, as far as working with him professionally. He taught me a lot of stuff. You know what I'm saying? Hand that mic to me real quick. What you want to say? Nigga, what's on your I'm saying Kool-Aid taught me a lot of stuff. I remember when I first started, I used to hand cats the money, like, you know what I'm saying? No envelope. He pulled me to the side like, hey, man. Put in the envelope, man. Go up there, shake their hands, man. <laughs> Damn. Who is this nigga, dog? Yeah, Claude, you can't close the spot like and then dealer. count it up and yeah, then I hand mean, it I to was, us. I was on some hustle. Oh, that's just crack balled up in it. <laughs> <laughs> I had niggas like Blackberry who was trying to show me bull crap. Man. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So Kool Aid was Kool Aid, matter of fact, it was Kool Aid and uh, uh, Mailman. Uh huh. They pulled me to the side and told me how to do it the right way. Told yeah. me to get the envelopes and what have you. So yeah, I mean he he, he showed me some other stuff too, but you know, I really can't talk. <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't put it out here found out that y'all was dope. fucking. That's <laughs> dope. That's <laughs> dope. <laughs> Niggas to be out here like, what? <laughs> uh, and then Claude be like, yeah, he put me in the pretzel twice, man. <laughs> and uh Mike. You, dude, what is the pretzel, my nigga? Like, hey, man. <laughs> you got to ask Claude, man. <laughs> yeah, on, hey, Claude. Like, yeah, it's, it's, turn around, Martez. See, when you got it, when you put your arm That's right funny here. funny turn around. <laughs> Watch this, Larry. So this podcast was sponsored by Dollar Dog. And, um... Uh, <laughs> Oh, that one nigga, dog. Wow. No, man, no, no. We got to get out of here. We got to get out of here. Like I said, I was going to shout out. Like I said, my uh, dad's lost his grandfather today. Oh, we man. love you, my hey. nigga. R.I.P. Um, yeah. too, man. Yeah. Uh, Muddy lost his wife today. Yeah. And then also who passed uh, CEO Juan. Yeah. From Yacht, um, what is it, the Yacht Club? Yacht Club. So I saw that. I a, saw that. It's been a tough It's a rapper, right? Yeah. Yeah, hey, okay. Hey, Josh, you know what I've been saying, man, too? What? I've been putting... Um, for Kool Aid, man, with that, that, that I, I changed it to rest and funny, man. Mm. Been doing that hashtag. Yeah, I saw that. That's dope. RIF, you know what I mean? Do it. Let's do it. Been doing that rest and funny, bro. Rest and funny, man. Anything you put up, uh, you put a post up about Kool Aid, man. So, you know, man, just if you love somebody, man, don't wait to tell them, man. Love on everybody, bro, because that's what I'm on now. This shit, man, this shit getting real. So, I love all y'all niggas that's in this room right you now, too, bro. Boy. And you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, softball game 2019, man. And understand something. Understand something. They are trying to kill. I'm so mad. They are trying to kill us in the food, water, and air. Please monitor what you ingest. Please be aware that all the air we are breathing is full of toxins and mm. full of bullshit that they want us to kill ourselves with. Pay attention to your health. Get regular checkups. Damn. Adjust your eating habits. 
and live your life. And we got a personal trainer and swole nigga in here. <laughs> Look at this posture. That, that nigga said right. that. <laughs> bro, I wish we bro could, the I straightest wish, back in the building. I wish, the we straight... could, I wish we could hear his thoughts. They could text me like, one, 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 two. <laughs> <laughs> that nigga doing ass clenches right here in the chair. That nigga working out right now. Like, <laughs> <laughs> While the nigga sitting across from him, he looking at JD. Like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> he looking at JD in disgust. Like, look at his stomach. He doing. <laughs> you say he doing glutes. Hey, All right. Call me, baby. I'm motivated. <laughs> but he right. They trying to kill us, and it's in the air, and all that shit. So, so live what your do you life. do, man? Live your life. If you want to fuck that life. person, go fuck her. Okay. I'm a big <laughs> proponent for that. Live your life. Yeah. Eat that cake. You know what I'm saying? Do whatever you want to do. Josh, Wear them fucked up sweaters. <laughs> J-Bell. Let Claude see your fucked up sweater you got yeah, on. Let him see this nigga sw- He got sweater cancer. Let this nigga see your shirt. He got sweater cancer. That's Look at this nigga shirt. Dope. That's funny as shit. Let, hey, hey why don't you let your you sweater got, say you something? <laughs> Mike, you barely man, don't defending yours. Be I don't want to be here, man. Mike, Mike, J-Bell's holding me hostage, man. Duh, that's hilarious. I've been around since the seventies. He just won't let me go. <laughs> Mike, Mike only got on his. I started in Value sport. Village. <laughs> Mike only got on his. I've been homeless bro, all nigga. my life. <laughs> and they had me in that van for a long time, man. <laughs> I don't know uh, what he want me to do. Oh no, JD said something. He's trying to get you. What'd you say, JD? I said, nigga, Mike got the sweater on from the nigga that just got locked up. He only got it for twenty five dollars. That's a two hundred, uh, two hundred fifty dollars shirt. <laughs> wow. Boo. Damn. You feel like it. you feel like you're on stage right now, bro? <laughs> Boo. <laughs> they got a Janet Jackson hat on. Now he mad because I'm telling the truth. Yeah, he uh, mad. Uh, <laughs> this nigga say JD got on a five, four, three, three two. two. <laughs> Damn, my nigga part of the nation. We are a part of the rhythm nation. These niggas is going. Uh, uh, I need to get back because I know the inside story on that sweater. That's all. Damn, we're going to let it go on that, on the rhythm nation hat shit. <laughs> so uh, be blessed, man. Do y'all thing out here, man. And keep listening, liking, and subscribing. Long yeah. live Kool-Aid. Rest in funny, my nigga. Kool-Aid. 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 Kool-Aid.